As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Red Cross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. Today, we have a special guest, and I say special because we're going to spend a good amount of time talking about the marketing. We're going to be talking about really some of the things for many of you out there that you can apply to your business. I know sometimes when we do these segments, we talk about perspective, we talk about ideas, we talk about learning, but really what I'm excited about today is having kind of a fellow um, I guess, entrepreneur on the line that really understands what it takes to run a business, what it takes to work with business and brands, and also what it takes to really get that message out and specifically how to do that in a video format. Video, as many of you know, and I talk about often, is really an amazing tool to help people understand who you are, what you offer, and differentiate yourself. So I'm excited today to hopefully pull back some of those layers and talk about from Darren's perspective, how he does what he does and how he helps brands and ultimately how some of his advice today may be able to help many of you. So first, let me welcome my guest, Darren. Thank you so much for joining me here today. And effectively, that was making movie trailers, creating TV campaigns, radio campaigns. We didn't do the posters. And eventually later on, we got into the digital assets. But that entire career, the most fascinating thing about it was it went from analog to digital. So that was a period of time where, you know, the internet wasn't even happening then at, at that mm -hmm. point, like in the early 90s. Like this oh, is, yeah. I'm talking 95 to 2005. And so within that time period, the digital revolution happened the internet took off and this you know affected people that I work with particularly brands who traditionally were using print radio advertising tv advertising there was no online platforms like netflix or digital outdoor like there is now but that did happen in that transformation of my career so it was a fascinating journey i got to work on two and a half thousand movies i worked on the original lion king and I actually edited those TV commercials on an SVHS player that we, we, we hand logged the edits and then took them to an editor in London who then would produce the TV commercials for television. And fast forward 10 years, then we had our own digital online system in the office where we would edit uh, Pixar movies ourselves without an editor. So that was the transformation. And what happened towards the end was a lot of these digital agencies started to spring up and a lot more people marketing, a lot more people working within the market. But what a lot of them didn't bring with them was that strong storytelling element was the expertise of knowing what to do with the visual medium. So that's something that I basically got in my bones and it's something that I love. And it's I'll talk a bit more about that today. Now, help me understand how you brought those things together, how you took all of these great years of experience and decided to bring it to the vegan business space. What was your maybe aha moment or what happened that made you realize that this is really one of the kind of playgrounds that you wanted to play in? Well, I left that 
job six years ago and I still wanted to help vegan businesses with the expertise that I had. But I also, at that point in time, I was working on a feature film. My father was quite sick for a number of years. That's why I left that job to spend some time with him. And I realized that, you know, my expertise could be used to help vegan business owners. Mm-hmm. And I've been a vegan now for coming up to five years. I was a vegetarian on and off leading up to that. Always very conscious about animals, the environment. I mostly went vegan for the animals, health second, planet third. And Cowspiracy, again, being a filmmaker, I know the strength of documentary, that kind of underlined it for me. And I know that's a similar story to a lot of people. And at that point then, I realized how could I then still serve the vegan community better? And so I realized, well, you know, there's not a lot of people like me that has that marketing or video expertise, and I could bring that uh, into into this into this market. Absolutely. There really, there aren't a lot of people with that skill set. And like you mentioned before, with the demand and also the access now, the ability for many of us to, you know, essentially record something with the device that's in our hands and, you know, in some cases, even on our computers and so forth. The idea is how to get started. How do we make this work? So maybe do you want to give people maybe a little bit of background on what you do day to day? Like, how do you help businesses? What is your kind of strategy or approach, especially when it comes to being a filmmaker and how you help businesses kind of tell that story, like you mentioned earlier? Yeah, any business that I work with, again, that connection, they come to me through no like and trust, through a recommendation or through the fact that they need some content that they can't produce themselves or they've got a vague idea. And I'll just, I mean, I'll use an example. If even somebody like Disney, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people don't know that a company like Disney uses external creative agencies to create the video assets because they're so involved in the day-to-day running of the business with the filmmakers. They don't have the time or, or, or the money to basically create those assets themselves. So they would hire creative agencies like I used to be to take a film like Up or, you know, The Lion King or Pirates of the Caribbean and create video assets that market that film. It's almost like they're too close to it as well. And also mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a huge expense in that. So to create a microcosm of that now, if you're a vegan business and you're thinking, well, I need some video content to market my business, how am I going to do that? Then I've got to speak to them about the brand and know that they've got something that, has got a story behind it. What's the USP? You know, how can you make it stand out? And then it, there's a variety of formats that you can do with that within in terms of platform. But again, people, if they're stressing about what camera to use rather than getting stuck into the filming, they're missing the point. Nowadays, video is so prevalent in terms of what we're used to seeing mm-hmm. that the main thing is just really getting speaking to them in terms of the strategy and just getting to the core of that story and making it stand out and it could be something really basic could be a skincare product it could be something that doesn't seem that uh fantastic or sexy in in a word you know in terms of marketing but Mm -hmm. that that's where video can come into its own and people you know people just engage with engage with the visual medium a lot more and clearly a lot of people watch video online and they don't even have the sound on, so it's imperative to have captions on screen. 
And it's amazing what you can do with visuals and music. So from a day-to-day perspective, it really, every client's different with their needs and there has to be that initial discussion. And I will be very open with them and say, well, I think you're at this point in your journey. You know, it's all about where they are and where they want to go and how can I bridge that gap? If I can bridge it at all, you know, I'll be very frank with them and say, well, actually, I still think you need to do a bit of work on your product and your brand for you to mm-hmm. invest this in a, in, in a video. And that might be part of the story as well. And that's the thing I was even thinking about. It's like, when is it time or how do you nudge people along even into video? Because even in a lot of what I do when I'm teaching people to even just use social media and just go live at times, just to start to get used to telling your story and to get used to interacting with your customers and so forth, I tend to get a lot of resistance because people are like, oh, I don't know what to say, how to do it. And then you kind of get that concern of being perfect on video or being perfect that a lot of people will shy away from it. Have you found ways to either, number one, I'd probably say help people through that process or help people understand when it's time to go into this format? I think there are levels of content, and I think it's really important to have a high-level trailer promo video that really shows your brand at its its highest level what it can do. And it depends whether you're at that stage. The other videos of you just talking about your business or what you're doing, everything I say is a test. And that's just testing the market again. If like you don't know, again, you really want to be listening to your customer and what their needs are, what they're wanting. And you're not, you're only going to get so, know that so much from going to social media and engaging with groups. And by putting up a video, people engage with more, people generally will comment more, certainly if you're asking them questions. And so use video as a, as a, as a marker. You know, Disney years ago, they would spend fortunes on just getting families in a room to watch that film over and over again. And then we would be sent uh, six scenes from this film and saying, these are the scenes you have to use in this TV commercial because children like this scene more than everything else. And sometimes we go, oh, really, that scene is so cringeworthy. But they'd say the, the stats wouldn't lie. You know, yeah. they had that information that they'd spent a small fortune on and saying it has to be in there. You know, that scene has to go in all of these commercials. And so effectively, it's again, it's a smaller version of that. Mm-hmm. If you're nervous about being on camera, then that's something that, you know, I would advise that just use that to your advantage. Tell people, oh, my God, I haven't done this before. I'm really nervous about doing this, but I've got something that I want to share with you. I want to see if you're interested in this. You know, put in the comments. That just, again, just shows that you're authentic. People think video has to be at that high level. It looks great, sounds and looks slick and everything else. Fine if you're uh, Beyond Meat or if you're Planet Pizza or if you're one of these known brands, you know, mm-hmm. you can do that. You've already spent a fortune on testing the market. But if you're that, if you're an individual or there's just two of you running a vegan business, which I know a lot of you are who are watching this, and yes. you've had the world fall out from under you this year because all the events have been cancelled, mm-hmm. and you would normally engage with your customers at these events and markets, and you'd be effectively doing a real video exchange with them without it being filmed. I often yeah. say that I'll often meet a vegan business at an event and I'll say, tell me about, and they just do this great spiel. And I go, why don't you film yourself doing what you just told me and put that up online? And they go, oh, really? I said, well, you just convinced me. Why are you, yes. you selling what you're selling? Why not just point the phone at yourself, get a decent mic and put it online? And then they're like, 
oh, actually, that's not a bad idea, is it? And well, there you go. That's a starting point. Yeah, I agree with you. It's such an important idea to help people understand that what they would do in face-to-face environment, what they would do at a veg fest, you know, if they were manning a table, um, if they were speaking on stage, you know, a lot of people can do things that others might even consider brave, like speaking. I have a ton of clients who do classes and, you know, they're in front of large audiences. And then when I say, just record that, I can feel, you know, and even see it sometimes in their face. Um, the emotion that they feel that when they get in front of that camera um, can definitely feel a little bit terrifying. And I'm glad you, you mentioned the idea that it really does translate over. Now, how do you help people with the budgets? I think one of the other things that I get a lot of pushback on is the cost or the perceived cost about recording, about video. The concern is, you know, when should I invest in that? Am I ready for it yet? How do you help people through that process or through that decision? Again, it's incredibly cost-effective now from what I used to do, you know, Mm -hmm. from producing a trailer or a TV campaign that could have cost, you know, in excess of 20, 30,000 pounds just for that one. But now, I mean, the iPhone 11, 12, I mean, you can shoot a movie on, on that device. And, but again, you know, I have a subscription to a really high end stock footage and it's, it's improved vastly to what it used to be. And there's people generating this great video content that's shot at a high level. And to reuse that footage with captions, with music doesn't even have to feature you. Your video can look like it's like it cost $5,000 when it doesn't really cost that to produce it. Filming yourself on the phone and engage, you know, that, that again, that's part of the strategy. So it really comes down. The main thing, rebudget is the cost of producing the video, whether that's mm-hmm. going to be a stock video, whether it's going to be you, whether it's going to be filmed, you know, like a bespoke video, like if you are going to have actors or a script. I mean, it d- depends on the level. I mean, I have a, uh, essential video marketing tips that people can download. I'll mention that later that goes into more detail about this. But then the budget absolutely has to factor in that if they're going to spend any ads or marketing that that video, that's the other thing. You know, when I used to produce content for Disney and other clients, we just produced the content. We gave it to them. They would spend a small fortune on the advertising agencies to to promote that video. Mm -hmm. Now, incredibly, you can take a video that's produced by someone like me and then have it managed on YouTube, have it managed on Facebook and effectively create a smaller marketing campaign around that video just so eyes get on that video as it is. So that's something else that has to be factored in. And uh, again, look, 82% of people online are engaging with video now. used to be around 78 before the pandemic and now it's just a huge, I mean, it's that high. But again, like I can say to somebody, you know, 82% of people engaging online is with video and they kind of go, well, so what? How how does that help me? It's not really addressing the problem or what they want. And again, that's more about them and their needs and what they're willing willing to do. But I can't stress enough that video is, it's it's an amazing tool. I mean, just look at yourself and how you engage with people online. And the main Mm -hmm. thing I will stress is, when you're producing anything, just behave, just often those TV commercials, mm-hmm. when you watch them as an individual, you really get, you f- feel connected to the story. You'll yes. often find those commercials are not made for a huge audience. And the best TV commercials or any video content 
is when you feel like a, an emotional connection to it. And that's what they're doing really well. Again, they're drilling into something that's, you know, within you, not within loads of people. It's like, what is that thing that, and then that's, and we all have a different interpretation of that. I mean, you can watch a movie that I've loved and go, well, I didn't think that much of it really. But yeah. that's your, it's very subjective. So that's the, other, that's the other thing with video. But you can use that to your advantage. But I think that also lends into marketing in general. I think the mistake a lot of people do is they think that they can just market to everyone. So even other channels that they're using, they're really going with the point of generic approach. And if I go wide enough, I'll get everyone, as opposed to really making sure they understand their target market, making sure they understand who their ideal customer is, and making sure that what they're putting out connects to that ideal customer. That, like you said, there is an emotional connection. There is a level of commitment that they are willing to make every time. And sometimes it's financial, but sometimes it's sharing. Sometimes it's responding to you. It's the idea that they have some some connection with your brand and even the people behind the brand um, that you're really trying to go for. And it's so important that you understand who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. There's also a flip side. There's a really clever technique. Often it's all, it's banged on about to focus on your customer, their needs, their pain points. What What is, you know, to get, enter the conversation in their head. What I like to see in advertising, particularly in video, is to do the opposite and almost <laughs> like identify on the people who you don't want to buy your brand or your service. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. this skiing commercial where there's this guy going down a slope and he's literally covered in snow. You can just see his head and he's crashing through this snow and he looks like he's he's in trauma and it's got a one star ad on this resort. And it, and it said this was the, the, the most terrifying skiing resort I've ever been to. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Yeah. And so anyone who's who's an adrenaline junkie who really wants the hardest slopes, they see that ad and they go, that's for me. It's like it's like it's excluding everyone else who would go there. It's effectively saying like for vegans, it's like, look, if you like if you like eating meat, you like doing this, you don't like looking after yourself. Well, you know what? You, this this isn't for this you. This isn't for you. <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> and that's what sometimes that stands out. People go, what is okay, I get it. It's like, okay, and they they will tune out rather mm -hmm. than oh, we want to be liked, we want to be liked, we want to be, you know, we want our marketing to be seen. But sometimes think about the people that you really don't want to be selling to and you can do some some really interesting creative around that i like that idea that's really I, I like that concept and i also like because it really makes you think about it i think sometimes when people are doing their marketing they're kind of they're trying to check the box they're like okay i watched this session i watched this interview i'll do a video mm -hmm. and they kind of just get it out there as opposed to really thinking about the message the who are you trying to talk to? Who are you trying to make sure understands is not your customer and who is your customer, I think can really make a difference. Um, one question, I guess I wanted to pose to you, because I think for a lot of people, when we talk about video, they'll intellectually understand the value of video. They'll hear what you're saying. 82% of people are watching video, but what they're struggling with is the breadcrumb. How do you connect? Okay, great. People are watching my video, but how does it translate into sales? How does it translate into repeat customers? How should I be thinking about video 
um, in a sense to some of my business metrics? Or should I be thinking differently about video? Should I really just be thinking about watch time? Should I really just be thinking about it from a nurturing standpoint? Maybe if you can give some perspective for our audience on how they should envision the impact video should be making in their business. There's still a massive opportunity for people who aren't using video that wouldn't normally. And okay. so that so that that's one thing to think about. If there's okay. any if we've got a resistance to using it, particularly from the vegan business perspective, because beyond me, I think I've done one TV commercial to date. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's all. And you know, one of the biggest vegan brands out there. And that I find really interesting from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I think But do you think most brands are ready for TV or you think they're more just need to perfect when I say when I video video now, I'm I'm talking about this, I mean literally online. I mean that we are consuming video online more than anywhere else. So I mean that's you know, Netflix is online, you know, the BBC player is online. But there, there's there's an there's such an opportunity for you know biz, particularly vegan businesses to be using video more than they have done. So that there's like this there's this gap now. There's a lot of mm-hmm. people using photographs. There's a lot of people using copy. There's a lot of people engaging with live and doing Facebook groups, etc. But again, because it isn't overwhelmed with video, that again, there's that's the thing to think about. Think well, there's an opportunity here before it does become oversaturated and I think I wanted to talk to the point about marketing and I you know this marketing I think isn't the burning problem on top of a lot of vegan business owners list they've got a lot of other things right now that they're thinking about one is got am I gonna be actually making any money to stay in business how is COVID gonna affect me when can I get back out there and that there's an engagement that they're doing online to a level of some of them they're uncomfortable with because before they had a website, they had a Facebook page. A lot of them were engaging with people at events mm-hmm. and, and, and really generating a lot of business doing that. The fact that all of that has evaporated and people are online now, there's, 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 there's still this resistance. But back to the marketing angle, I've found speaking to a lot of vegan business owners, when I decided to do marketing, I literally went to VegFest, got my card, came up with the name, The Very Creative Vegan Marketing. And everyone I spoke to went, oh my God, yeah, I need some marketing. You know, you're just the kind of person. But then as it as I went through the room, it was like, well, I'm doing everything myself. And what's this going to cost? So it was a need, but it wasn't at the top of that list. And okay. I think that comes down to marketing in general. It's mm-hmm. like it, when people hear that word, they go, oh, I need to be marketing more. But do I re- am I prepared to do it? You know, what what is that step? So there's a disconnect from the need to do it to the will to do it to wanting to do it. And so, you know, I've certainly this year, since COVID, I've paused, I've done a pause button on mm-hmm. who I've been working with to okay. really stop and I listen to what their needs are. And okay. I've noticed people like yourself, people like the Vegan Business Tribe are doing the same thing. They're listening to what vegan business owners are wanting, particularly yes. from a business and a marketing perspective and leaning into that without coming up with lots of solutions and lots of content and saying, well, actually, what are you really wanting? Yeah. And but then fundamentally back to your initial question, I've gone around the houses that just video just has that in, immediate connection with people when they see something. And it, you know, we used to a trailer would be two minutes long, and mm-hmm. people might not notice, but a trailer is still the number one marketing asset for a movie. Yeah, that it, it is. And so I know I'm saying a movie, but I might imagine a movie is your business. That 
that one trailer, that one video does the job, does the heavy lifting of so much else. And then that would get down. A TV commercial could be 30 seconds. We ended up doing 10-second commercials and even something called blipverts, which is like three seconds, wow. where we worked on the Hunger Games and the ad, the ad would start and you'd have countdown, three, two, one. People would say, what's that? And then in the middle of the campaign, it would have another two seconds. And so mm -hmm. throughout that, like a two-minute ad break, we had mm -hmm. these little second, and then at the end, we ran a 10-second ad for the Hunger Games. Mm, we built anticipation. I'm using that as an example of how you can use video. Just you can tease certain things. You don't have to do everything in one video. People see you mention something in a video and they go, what's that? And then you do another piece and another piece and it builds up to to the, the call to action at the end. And again, it's all leading to what you're going to be offering. But mm -hmm. again, it's, it's all about story. It's all about, you know, what makes you different? What makes you stand out? And I'm really, I'm really enjoying the vegan business tribe at the minute. You know, David and Lisa that run that, they've yes. got a great course and they talk about making your business remarkable. And this is something that I used to do and I bang on about as well. You've got to have a USP, a unique selling point to make you stand out above. And that can be a really simple thing. Or, you know, what is it about you that people are going to go away and think that vegan business, they do this, that, that really pricked my interest. That's yeah. the thing to focus on, and that's the thing that will make you stand out in the noise, and there's a lot of noise right now. There's a ton of noise, and yeah, I talk about that a lot in marketing, and I help people try to understand that because I think sometimes, especially as vegan business owners, we still get caught a little bit in the trap of, well, I'm a vegan business, or I'm the vegan option, and while that was great years ago, at this point, and really at this stage, for most businesses, you really should be thinking a little bit bigger. You should be thinking, you know, if I'm a, I use this in a lot of my cooking instructor classes, if there are three cooking instructors in front of a customer, how would they choose you? Why would they choose you? So don't think of them always choosing a non-vegan cooking instructor or choosing, you know what I mean, very, you know, specific things that are not you, but how do you have someone who's similar to you and what would a person choose? Why would they come in every single time and choose you? And I try to get people to really understand that aspect because I think that's when you really start to get into not only that unique selling proposition, but also helping people understand why they should stand out from the pack and why it's important to do that as well. Yeah, that distinction is really critical. And it's mm -hmm. often a lot of people end up being, I've been a vegan for five years. I mean, we all haven't been a vegan all of our lives. So that work we did previous to that, that's usually that the thing. You know, you've got this vegan business now, but you were doing some great work before that. What elements of that mm -hmm. can you apply to what you're doing? And similarly, for me, for me to say, well, look, I've worked on two and a half thousand movies. I've worked with people like Steven Spielberg, Quentin Tarantino. People sometimes go, and I'm like, look, that's cool. That's what I used to do. But I'm mm -hmm. bringing that expertise to your vegan business from a storytelling perspective. And I can apply that to what, you, you know, that's the thing I'm going to bring. It's not about me being a vegan. It's yes. about having a, an element of story and, and being able to launch your brand and stand out. And, Absolutely. And to focus on. So we just had a request. Jane stopped by. Hey, Jane, it's great to see you. Um, Jane was asking, how can she get in touch with you? And really for anybody who is watching us today, what is the best way that they can get in touch with you? Ideally through my website, thevericreativevegan.com. And uh, 
on the right now, there's I'm offering vegan businesses a 10 second free video to promote your vegan business for Christmas or ideally for Veganuary. And that basically, if you sign up, you basically, if you click, you'll see on my page, it pops up and it's very simple. You just put your email and contact details in there and then you'll get another email telling you the assets I need to create that video. Also on the top of my pages, if you want to set up a marketing strategy call with me, then that's something that you can go to there. And then there's a very, very simple confidential survey that you would fill out that I would basically look at to again to know where you are where mm-hmm. you want to get to and whether i can help you bridge that gap so that's the best place to get me perfect and if people want to follow you on social media which channels are you on well i've got my own facebook group called how to grow your vegan business online that mm-hmm. i basically put a lot of news and content in i've got a youtube channel i'm on linkedin as well and i've got an instagram page so there's quite a bu- i'm on every channel And I kind of, I do that because again, it just helps people see that I'm using those channels. And also when I do a video on YouTube, as you know, Stephanie, it's great to cross populate and put that content within there. And there's, and there's very different vegan business owners within, within each one. But I would advise people watching, you certainly don't need to be on all of them. And whatever one is better for your business, be it Instagram, be it YouTube, be it Facebook or LinkedIn, I would highly advise that you stick to that yourself and just really, you know, if that's the one where you're finding you're having the best connection, just really work on on that channel. You know, I, I, I come from the background that you've heard and I'm used to working with on, within a lot of platforms and creating a lot of content. And uh, But also it's not for content show. You know, right now, again, I'm like you, Stephanie, I'm working, I'm wanting to work in 2021 and creating digital assets for vegan businesses at a really good cost level that they can take away and use themselves. That's something that I'm wanting to focus on more. Absolutely. And that's been one of my biggest things this year is helping people make that transition. How do you get into this digital space if you haven't already been in it or if you even tiptoed in it before? How do you really thrive in this digital space? Not with the idea that you'll never go back to VegFest, not with the idea that you won't go back to some of the things that worked great you know, pre-pandemic. But what I've been really trying to help people understand is that if they can take this time to identify new channels, identify new ways to get their products out, even identifying new ways to just gather feedback on their products and services to make them stronger, better, work on their infrastructure, then this can make them even stronger when they're able to even go back to some of the things they've done before, or they may develop a whole new revenue stream um, and a whole new process um, mm-hmm. while they're doing this. And I think this is such a great time to do video, to engage in video, because it's a great time to start telling people stories. Um, we are in a time where people want to connect. We are in a time where people are a little bit stressed. Um, and it's very helpful when people can start to be a little bit more vulnerable and talk about their journey, what they've been through, how they can help people. And I think video format is such an amazing tool to be able to leverage to do that. Um, So that just got me so excited about having you here today. And I'm really hoping that everyone who watched us today got some of that out of them, maybe got some a little bit of encouragement um, around video. And also I'm gonna encourage everyone to please reach out to Darren because this, we have so many 
there's so much work that we're trying to do in the movement. And it's so important that we not only support each other, but it's so important that we tap into individuals like yourself that have brought these expertise to our community because it can really make the movement soar forward. Yeah, thanks, Stephanie. I mean, you highlighted the point, a lot of market research now, it's ideal for doing that. People tend to cringe and think it's the boring part, but time spent doing that can really a hundredfold help where, where your business is going. And I think we're on the verge on uh, plant-based news. They're going to release the vegan movie. I think that's due out any day, usually in November. And that's mm-hmm. that movie. They, they've been doing that for three or four years now. And I think clearly this year it's going to be a humdinger after what's happened. <laughs> and it's going to be I, different. Definitely. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really yeah. curious. And, and I love like watching that documentary because for me, from a visual perspective, for someone to spend all of that time and put all those vegan stories together in like mm-hmm. a 90-minute documentary, it just reinforces if I've lost my way a bit, if I've lost you know, some of my uh, inspiration or what I'm doing at times, it, I, when I watch that, it's, it reinvigorates me, even as a film director, from watching that visual medium and I think you know I'd encourage a lot of people to watch that as well and and just see in your own small way you know what can you put how can you create video that's going to connect you to your to your potential clients and customers in you know in an, in an authentic in an authentic way and as you said just being a vegan business now is not enough it yeah. really isn't uh, which yeah. and and it's more it's more of the values that that are behind it. Absolutely. And I mean, I could go on for on and on and on about how we want to displace other, you know, businesses. We want to get that shelf space. I mean, there's so much that we can do if we think bigger than just being a vegan business, um, because we can do not only so much for the animals, we can do so much for the planet. Um, and we can really start to kind of change, um, a lot of the ways that things have been done before by bringing in these new ideas, having fresh set of entrepreneurs looking at mm-hmm. solutions differently. So I'm really excited about the future. So maybe as we wrap up today, do you have any final words of wisdom? Do you have any final recommendations for anyone who's kind of sitting there right now trying to figure out what they should do next in their business? Um, or if they've been struggling this year and they're trying to kind of maybe lift themselves back up. Do you have any final recommendations no, or thoughts I mean, for them? I've been struggling too. You know, when the events vanished, you know, I didn't have that forum to go meet vegan business owners and chat to them about what their needs were. Mm-hmm. Everybody went online and there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of worry about what was going to happen next. But also globally, I think there's this chink. There's been a chink in what is going on from a political mm-hmm. standpoint. We all know what's going on in the US. Yes. A lot of people with COVID, they don't talk about that it's a zoological disease. I mean, it's never mentioned, but let's, you know, and I'm not gonna get into that here, but this whole pandemic has come about effectively. I'm, I'm a very, I'm a big believer in that life basically gives us these moments to shock us into pausing. And we've mm-hmm. had the biggest one in a generation. And so, Use this time wisely, not to feel like you're a victim, not to worry about what's, you know, and to really refocus and reboot in terms of what you're doing. And just, and I'll end on this. It's just ask yourself, do you want to be doing it? Is your heart in it? That's the other thing. A lot of us go, well, I need to do this to pay the bills. I need to do this because I need to be generating this amount of sales. What I what I find, the older I get, the more stuff I let go of, the more it, it literally forces me 
to look at less but those things that are left i then say they're the things that i'm connecting with more than anything and and that's that's so important to ask yourself do you want to be doing this and sometimes that's a hard question to ask because sometimes you you might be thinking well actually it isn't and that's that's a great place to be because then you can then you can pivot and shift and and do something else and I quit my job that I was doing for 20 years. It became way too stressful. You know, I, I, I'd had enough. I had an amazing time doing it and I learned a great mm-hmm. deal. But then I ended up making my own film, having to, having worked on two and a half thousand movies for everybody else. And mm-hmm. that movie took me six years. And that was an amazing journey that I, that I, I basically re-released that film now three years later in a limited edition. And it features one of the most unique vegans in the world. I'll say that, and uh, it's called Ex Dominatrix: A True Story, and she's a oh, dear friend yes. of mine. I saw the advertisements for it. <laughs> she's a mother. She's a healer. She's a yoga teacher. She mentions in the film that she's vegetarian. She's been vegan now for eight years, okay. and basically, she had everything and lost it all because of an, mm. an incident that happened. And this film focuses on that. And I'm happy that I'm releasing it again. I'm raising money for her and a. Uh, and her daughter, and also for an animal charity in Goa called WAG, which is welfare for animals in Goa. And they do amazing work for the cows, for the cats, for the dogs in Goa. And it's actually featured in the film. So that's yeah. something else that if any of you really want to watch something that's unique and inspiring from a vegan perspective, then please check out my movie. <laughs> Everyone, please definitely check it out. And also, it sounds like it was a a passion project for you that you, you know, stuck with for so long. So congratulations on, you know, not only getting that out, staying with it. And also I can't wait to maybe even myself take a look at it. Cause I had seen um, some of the advertisement when I was looking in your social media feed. So first, I just want to say thank you again for joining me today. I know we probably didn't cover everything that we could have talked about because as marketers ourselves, I'm sure we could have talked for hours today, but I'm so glad we had at least this chance to get the conversation started. And I really look forward to us maybe chatting more, collaborating more, and maybe even bringing more content um, to both of our communities. Thanks for the opportunity, Stephanie. I want to say thank you. I love your calm demeanor when you're doing your videos and you're doing great work and you know, you're producing a lot of content and you've helped a lot of people already. So well done to you and your team. I know it's taken a lot to get where you are and I can tell that you're really into it as well. And that's lovely to see you doing that all the way over there in uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I'm in Orlando, but yep, absolutely over in Orlando. Yep. But absolutely. I appreciate, um, I appreciate that so much. And I just want to also say thank you for everyone who has watched us live. Thank you for everyone who is going to watch this as a replay or maybe watch this a couple of times because you had to catch something that Darren said and you had to catch it one more time. I really do appreciate you taking your time out of the day. I really appreciate you checking in and watching these. I also appreciate your appreciation. So feel free to give us the thumbs up. Feel free to give us a like, no matter where you are on what platform you're in, as well as if you're watching this on our podcast. We love feedback and we love to know that you enjoyed these interviews. And not only that, you enjoy the great information that's coming from our guests. So please feel free to continue to comment after today. We will follow the threads and respond as well. And I always want to make sure everyone knows how much I appreciate each and every one of you who are watching these segments. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Darren. And we're going to wrap up today's session. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks, Stephanie.